Hello, everyone. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 8 of the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about travel, finding adventure every day, and seeking out ways to make your life a little more interesting. From Dallas, Texas, I'm your host, James Barrett, joined as always by my co-host, Michael DeRosiers in Bangkok, Thailand. But James, you're not going to be in Dallas for very much longer, are you? Less than a month. The big move is coming. Yeah, I'll be in Longmont. Colorado, just right outside Boulder, Colorado. Very cool. Happy to be going back. Yeah, I'm sure. Man, I can't wait to see what kind of adventures you get up to. And mm. uh, the next time I go to the U.S., hopefully that means I get to pay a trip to Colorado. Yeah, you get to see the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, because last time you were over there was when I was stuck here because of COVID, and I wasn't able to go back to the U.S. really very easily. So I wasn't able to visit you last time. So this will be exciting. Yeah, great state. Definitely Brickens going if you haven't anyone listening so what is its nickname i was gonna i i suddenly realized i don't know i was gonna say the something state but what is it what is it called mm. it's not the you know, not the lone know. texas is the lone star state new mexico is the land of enchantment you want to google it real quick i don't know oh the centennial state i okay mm. <laughs> because it became a state in 1876 all right yeah that's not the most exciting nickname it doesn't really describe much about it at all but you know that's okay so next time we meet hopefully you will have some cool colorado adventures to share with us here got a lot planned so michael today you and i both did something yes something that we said we were going to do yes we did let it be known that we follow through like at least 70 percent of the time so we actually said we were going to do this a while back but our episodes are a bit out of order right now uh, just because of the way they got published and edited so you know, it's not as far away from when it seems like it was, if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. We're, we're following up on a promise. Yeah, we both did some virtual experiences. Yes. And we are going to talk about those today and see how we feel about them. Um, but before we do that, just want to have a couple announcements. I want to shout out our Kofi page. Kofi.com slash attempt adventure. Yep. There you can donate a little little extra cash if you feel like it. Um, no pressure. We'll never hide anything behind a paywall. We'll never do anything like that. It just helps support us. Buy us a beer, buy us a coffee, whatever. Buy us a snack, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Any kind of help. We appreciate it greatly. Yes. Beyond that, just leave us a review if you're feeling kind. But even more so than the review, just tell your friends about our show. The more people that listen, the more interactions we get, the higher we get listed. And the more people find us, the better content we can make for you. Exactly. So all good stuff. Here's our, I don't know, it's not our most, our most favorite segment is Adventures in the News. <laughs> our second most favorite. This, our second most favorite segment of the two segments that we do. Did you do anything new or adventurous this week? <laughs> well, James, as you know, uh, no, I didn't. I got COVID <laughs> again. <laughs> How many times is this? Second time. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking third. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, I was talking to my parents and they're like, man, I can't believe you're still getting COVID. I'm like. It's yeah, gone. They're like, yeah. it's, it's well, they're gone. like, no one gets it here. And it's like, well, I don't think that's true. But the fact is, we still have to test all the time here. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, my wife still has to, has to do a test every week for work. So we just have a ton of COVID tests lying around the house. You know, it's, it's that whole Trump logic, right? If we don't test, then nobody has it. 
if you remember yeah, that one. It's true. <laughs> so it's like I don't I don't think that it's that nobody in the U.S. is getting COVID. Anymore. Oh no, I'm sure the numbers are just are. as high as, as ever. In fact, I wouldn't have known I had it if I didn't do the test. Because I didn't have a cough. I didn't have a sore throat. It was the weirdest feeling. It was just extremely, I was extremely lethargic, just fatigued, Uh, really, really Hmm. bad fatigue, a little bit of brain fog. I just felt so tired. So I did take a test and yes, it was, it was positive. And, and so I went to self-isolate at a hotel for the last week, you know, it was quite boring, but you know, it's what I got to do. And that might seem extreme to some people, but like I said, my wife has to do the test for work. And so if she had gotten it, that would have lost us, you know, a week of income, which is not cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, also, you know, my wife's 90 year old grandmother lives with us and I don't want her to get it either. And right. so just right. It's just just being safe. Yes. Yeah, so I went to go and and live at a hotel. It didn't really feel like a vacation because I was stuck at the hotel. But I hope that you will forgive it. I will spin the wheel of penalty if you'd like me to. But I did do the virtual adventures. I hope that no, that counts. No. COVID's a good excuse and that counts. Well, what about you, James? I'm sure you've had a more exciting time, at least than that. <laughs> well, I've been packing. I did hit my goal weight for weight lo- losing weight. Nice. So I did that. Great. So that's been great. I will say that it's noticeable. And with the weight loss plus the blonde hair, which has grown out a little bit now, mm-hmm. kind of look like Eminem a little bit. Yeah, I've gotten that a few times. It's kind of funny. My wife called me Jim JD. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But it's not bad. I kind of like it. And, you know, we talked about this before. I am starting to lose my hair a little bit. And so I figure I might as well enjoy it while I got it. That's right. So, yeah, that was that. Um, other than that, I've just been packing. See, that's why we're doing this specific episode today is because we talked before about how a lot of times people feel like, you know, they either don't have the money. And we we addressed that, the fact that adventures don't have to be expensive. We've had mm-hmm. an episode about that. Or they say they don't have the time. And so this week, I would say neither one of us really had the time to do a classical adventure. but we did do an adventure. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, we both promised that we would do some virtual experiences, mm-hmm. some virtual adventures. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the experiences that we had on our adventures and just in general about some of the ways that you can connect to adventure through the internet if you don't have the time. Yeah. Well, I guess let's just get right into it, James. What did you do? Okay, so technically it's two parts to the same one. Mine's a little interesting. You know, Michael, you and I talked a little bit last time about D&D. Yes. And I joined a D&D campaign. Oh, that's okay. That's cool. That counts. Wow. It's online. And so it's kind of like two. It's, it's one, it's brand new. I've never done it before. So that alone is nerve wracking. Yeah. But it's also an adventure inside of an adventure because you're going on an imaginary adventure inside Ex- this. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's quite cool. Obvious first question, James. What is your character? I'm a human sorcerer named Alexander. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of like improv, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really would get you out of your comfort zone. At least for, it would for me. And you know, a big thing about it is that there's this innate, at least for me, sort of fear of being too nerdy. Especially like when it comes to like the role playing aspect of the game. And at some point it clicks in your head that you're all doing the same thing. As we grow up, we lose some of that play, don't we? That imagination, that pretend. And for me, this has been great because it it gets it back. Yeah. And it comes back really easily. You know, you're sitting there and and you're you go from thinking about like, oh, my character mm-hmm. does this X, Y, Z. And then you say, that's how you say it. You're like, oh, well, my character yeah. wants to do this. And over time, that shifts to where you're saying, I want to do this because it's embodying. It's it's really interesting. And and to be fair, in, half the people in there are, are really like high school theater kids that 
it's still in there. And so I'm not surprised. <laughs> and so you can't be nerdier than they are. You know, it would be fun if we could find one that's like about camping, you know, like, oh, you're attacked by a bear. What do you do? And, uh, you know, if we could do one that's kind of themed to adventure and have somebody, mm-hmm. you know, moderate it for us, that'd be kind of fun to, to try sometime. We need we need to look into that. Figure that out. How to play adventure D&D. That reminds me so much of um, there's a book that I read a while back. It was called Sorry I'm Late, I Didn't Want to Come, and it was by Jessica Pan. And it was about this uh, woman who is probably early 30s or something, who realizes that she's become kind of isolated, just like a lot of us have. I have, 100%. And realizes that as time's gone by, you know, she doesn't have as many friends as she used to, and she's become very introverted. And she spends a year trying to force herself to become far more social. And one of the first things that she does, she she described as her absolute nightmare, was going to an improv class, which also sounds like a nightmare to me. Oh, no, that sounds like a nightmare to me. Sounds horrible. But she said that as introverted as she was, once she actually got there and started doing it, it really opened her up a lot. This was kind of the same thing. Of course, joining something that, you know, I don't know people. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how these people play the game. It's really, really intimidating. To do any kind of thing where you're expected to speak and be involved and act. Luckily, I chose human because then I can just talk. I don't got to do a voice, which people that do voices, more power to them. Absolutely. It was it was tons of fun. And this was just a one shot just to try it out. There was two parts and I did it and it was great. And now I'm like, now I got the bug. So what do you feel that you've sort of learned from that? Part of my hesitation for virtual experiences in general, especially ones where you are expected to, you know, be on camera and interact yeah. and do that sort of thing is is just the intimidation factor. I don't know anybody here. I don't. And, and like you said, with that book, as I've gotten older, I don't have really many friends. I'm yeah. like you. <laughs> I mean, I have you. You are probably my only like really, really good friend. Yeah, same. Beyond that, I have acquaintances and people who I would call friends, but not my wife, obviously. But well, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't say that. There's a lot. There's people that aren't. No, that's true. This is a little bit of a tangent. I was reading this one thing. It was like, do you make like st- stupid songs and like noises at your wife? Oh yeah. Yeah. Constantly. People don't do that. Really? <laughs> so, some people don't do that, and then people are just like, no, people that aren't friends don't do that. Weird. It's like if you're friends. And you're just like joking around, making being goofy. Like that's half my personality right there. Man, imagine having imagine the pressure of like trying to act cool in front of your spouse. (laughs) Especially your spouse. I've slowly been coming to the conclusion to just do whatever I want. Oh yeah, same. Who cares? But that's been hard for me. So this also helped that because this is a super geeky thing to do. But kind of D's kind of cool now. Well, it's because all the nerds that grew up in the 80s are now the ones making media. It's great. So now popular media, like Stranger Things, for example, heavily mm-hmm. features DD. And the DD movie was great. But you know, beyond that, it's just sort of it definitely got me out of my comfort zone and it it, it made me realize that I can do these things without them being scary. Because I mean, I can tell you from when I first started, I'm like leading up the hours up to it, I was just like, oh no. And it probably would have been really easy to just bail on it. I'm oh, sure. it, I could have just not shown up. I mean, I paid like 10 bucks, so I wanted to show up. But yeah, and so I would argue anybody interested in it, kind of not the topic of our show, but do it. I would say you're probably not alone in this, James. I think that in the last couple of years, because of COVID and everything else that's been going on, I think that a lot of people have kind of lost their, I don't know, or people have become more introverted, I think, more isolated, just more used to not going out and not 
engaging with people like that. And it's getting harder and harder to do that. Yeah. And you know, for me, I don't have much money currently. It doesn't leave me much time to even lately even really have like local little adventures. Yeah. And so this not only was just fun, it also sort of reclicked that imagination button that we lose sometimes. Because I don't know about you, but me, I've always had a very overactive imagination. You know, you can sit there and make sagas in your head. Like before I go to bed at night, that's what I do. I lay there and I like think of, I dream up stories. Yeah. And I always wished I could be motivated enough to write a book. I want to write a book, but I I try and I can't. (laughs) And so, and it kind of was like, I just had an adventure in my head. And it's great. Yeah. So it's it's different than what I think, because I, I looked at cultural experiences, but lately I've been on like a huge like nerd kick. And so I was just like, you know what? That sounds fun. And and I used to have game nights all the time with my brother and our friends and things like that. We'd play tabletop RPGs. And it's been years since I've been able to do it. And so I was like, I miss it. I mean, I think that is a real adventure. I mean, think about it. if it was the other way around, if it was in real life. And, and if I was like, hey, James, what'd you do this week? Did you do anything new or adventurous? And you're like, yeah, I went out and met a group for a, a game night. That would totally count. So yeah, it's no it different if it's online, right? That's the whole point of what we're doing here. Virtual experience. It was just like this. Yeah. I, I feel like the internet really, I mean, this sounds, I was like, the internet really connects us. No. Um, what? No, but, but I feel like the internet has so many opportunities that maybe mm. we don't even think about sometimes. Or we don't even consider that they exist, but I bet that whatever you want to try, I bet if you search it and then just type online experience, I'm sure you You're can in. find something, right? Knitting, knitting group online. I'm oh, sure yeah. you can find it. And, you know, there's one thing that, you know, I've, I've come to realize that as much as I think of myself as kind of an introverted person or, or a shy person, I do have a social battery that needs recharged. And so, like, I don't, I don't think I'm using that right, because normally people talk about social battery and it runs down in social situations and they're out. But for me, like, I'll go to a social thing and it, it kind of recharges something and I'm in a good mood for a few days. Yeah. But, yeah I, so, my, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. But if I do too much in a row, it burns out. Yes. You'll, <laughs> yes, you can burn out. Like, I think next weekend I'm going to a music festival and I'm reaching the point where I am worried about it. Like, the mental thing, the mental block yeah. of, oh, I don't want to do it, is there. But I know once I do it, I'll have a great time. And that's, right. what, what is that? Someone will invite you to something and then you dread it. And then you go and you have a great time. Same. What is that? It's stupid. I don't know. Why? I know. And I'm the same way. Like, there was a time when I was really forcing myself to get out a lot as well. Like, it was that weird period that we had in Thailand where everything was locked down externally. But we were all totally open inside the country mm-hmm. because they had gotten to a point where there were zero COVID cases. This is really early in the pandemic when the u.s was refusing to lock down and everyone was getting sick over there we had a period of several months here where there were zero cases but the borders were entirely locked down and so uh, i was taking full advantage of that i was going out you remember i went kayaking in the canals and i was going on all these walking tours and these hikes and things like that and i was loving it but i burnt out (laughs) after doing that for like three or four weeks in a row i completely burnt out and there was one i was supposed to go on that was going to be really really fun and I was just like, you know what? I just can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do yeah, it. And I think at a certain point, that's okay. You know, at yeah. a certain point, if you are just go, 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 go. If that's how, if that's your personality, then I applaud you. I mean, I got all the way out to the MRT station. I was like, you know what? I'm going home. I'm <laughs> but on the other hand, you're right. When I do force myself to go out and do these things, especially if it's been a while, I feel better. Mm-hmm. I feel better for a while afterwards. I mean, we are social creatures, even if we're yes, we are. For me, the things I like is like going to like a coffee shop or things like that. And obviously other experiences I really enjoy too. Obviously going kind of kayaking in the canals would be amazing. But I think 
I don't know where I was going with that. I completely lost my train of thought. I had a thought <laughs> and it's gone thinking about D&D. So do you think that you'll do stuff like that again in the future? Mm-hmm. I do. There was a couple people that I met there that were really, really cool. We've been on Discord talking, and I think we're going to try and find a campaign to join as a group. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Side note, I Discord is the one thing that I just finally makes me realize like I'm of a different generation. I just really? don't, you don't like get, it, you don't or get enjoy, it. I just don't. I don't. Oh, I get it. I have to use it for work. I just don't like it. I don't like the way it works. It's, it's odd. I'm not the biggest fan. I use it because I have like I have a few groups like my brothers and I and things like that rather than have like a group chat or something. But no, I, I agree. Some people are like, hey, can we talk about this on Discord? I'm like, no, just text me. <laughs> Send me if an it's email. Like, if it's a one-on-one thing, <laughs> no, I don't use it. I only use it for talking against like a group. See, I think I feel different because I'm, I'm only in very like specialized ones. Like it's me and my brothers and like a few of our friends. And then this one, which is just like three people. It's just, I don't know. It's not the idea of it. It's just like the layout. It just feels, it's it odd. feels bloated. It feels bulky. Mm, I agree. It doesn't feel efficient. I don't know. It, it. There's too much going on. I agree with that. Felt that way about Twitter from the beginning. I never got into Twitter. So I finally deleted my personal Twitter as a, you know, quote unquote protest, but not because I ever used it. Just it was like, I'm just sick of having it. <laughs> yeah, I did mine too. And it was like, you have zero tweets and zero followers. <laughs> no, I and I was just like, I okay, <laughs> like take that Elon Musk. <laughs> That'll show him. But anyway, that was mine. What, what, tell me about yours. Well, I was uh, self-isolating at the time. And like I said, I was extremely fatigued. I had... All these planes, I was looking at all the cool ones I could do on Airbnb experiences. Like there was one that was like, spend a day with an African tribe in Kenya. And I was like, that sounds awesome. But I I was like, I wasn't feeling very good at all. And I was like, I don't want to go into something like this and be real low energy, you know, and just not make it fun. So Mm. I ended up taking uh, inspiration from one of our previous guests, friend of the show, Zandi Schieffer, who mentioned in his episode about the virtual lighthouse tours that you can go on. And so I went on a virtual tour of the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse, which is the tallest brick lighthouse in the United States and the second tallest in the world. It is a national historic landmark. So uh, the virtual tour is part of the U.S. National Park Service website. It is in North Carolina. And it's very, very cool. It's a very traditional looking lighthouse, um, but it's got. So imagine like a traditional lighthouse, but instead of the red stripe, it's got a black stripe going all the way up, cool. up it. after that episode that we recorded i was so fired up about lighthouses <laughs> you jazzed up about lighthouses yeah i've not seen one yet but i'm a sucker for collecting stamps and things um you know bird watching national park stamps all that just collecting things so i i still not been to one in person to fill a stamp with but whatever that was really really fun you know you get to walk around the lighthouse and there's information you know it's like a 360 thing mm-hmm. you can turn the camera and look around And then every room you go into, it has an information thing that comes up that tells you facts and info and and stuff like that, stories about the lighthouse. It was really fun, quite different. And that was something I did just on my own because at that time, I just wasn't feeling good enough to to do anything with anyone else. I'm going to interject real quick. Those kind of things are one of the few things I want like a big like VR headset for. Oh, I know. That would have made it really cool. You can tour like museums and everything else because there's... For me, there's a big disconnect with like clicking around on a screen versus like yeah. looking around. But that's the one thing I want that thing for. 
I know. If only they weren't like $3,000. Apple wants like $3,600 for some reason. Why? Yeah, crazy. Not even a new technology anymore. I know. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry. Um, anyway, so I was like, especially if like someone's going to be trying to share their culture or something with me, I don't want to be very sick and low energy and you You're know, just like, not make it fun. But the virtual lighthouse tour was awesome. And I would really recommend anyone doing that. And there's actually a bunch uh, online that you can search for. That was just the first one that I found when I Googled virtual lighthouse tour. I was just inspired by the episode that we recorded with Sandy and thought I would give it a try myself. It was a good way to pass some time while I was isolated in this hotel. And uh, like you said, there's all sorts of things you can do. um, You can do museums. You can do lighthouses. You can do historical houses, uh, all sorts of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one for probably one for like the White House. I haven't looked specifically, but I would be be shocked if there wasn't. Do you think you can still tour the White House? You used to be able to. I've never been. To Washington D.C. at all? I think you need a don't you need a letter from your congressman? You used to take like school kids. You can. All White House okay. tours are free of charge. Okay, so every member of Congress has a congressional tour coordinator. So you reach out to their office and you can get a reservation from their office. Gotcha. Because I I remember watching an Arthur episode when I was a kid and they went to the White House and then D.W. met Bill Clinton. Yeah, she did. She snuck into the Oval Office, didn't she? Yeah, which is. Shouldn't be able to. He was just fine with it. To be fair, of all the presidents, I feel like Bill Clinton would probably be the most fine with it. Just to be hanging out? Yeah. Just be chilling. I, I can imagine Bush just not caring. Obama wouldn't care, I don't think. Yeah. Actually, come to think of it, of the presidents of my lifetime, there's only one that I can't imagine really yeah, that's caring. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But he's got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, I'm looking here at the list of prohibited items, and most of them make a lot of sense, right? We've got, you know, electric stun guns. All the stuff, lighters, liquids. And then one of them is just martial arts. How do you how do you not bring martial arts? Like I have a black belt in American Taekwondo. How do I not bring my martial arts with me? I mean, I've I'm totally out of shape. So you can't bring the black belt with you. I mean, but but how do you prohibit an activity? Like does it mean you can't do martial arts? Because what weirdo would just go into the White House and start just like doing karate? Can you imagine? <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? No, how do you prohibit? Yeah, it's a good question. Do they ask or like, do you know martial arts? I don't know. Maybe it just means just don't do it in there. Maybe maybe it just means, it. maybe it means like don't bring like nunchucks with you. I, or... I'm, I'm sure it means something like that. No throwing stars. Careful, he's got stars. <laughs> yeah, so that was the first one I did. And the second one I did when I was feeling a little better, I did join an Airbnb experience. It was explore the Malaysian mangroves and coral reefs. And so it was sort of an ecological Thing. This guy gave a really interesting presentation about the ecology of the mangrove forests and the coral reefs in peninsular Malaysia. You know, I've always wanted to go diving. I know you're a diver. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to. I've never had the chance to get my diving license. Uh, Malaysia looks like a fantastic place to go and do it. And, and I do love a mangrove forest. They're interesting. Mm-hmm. They're really weird. They're kind of alien. They are very alien. They're cool, though. They are cool. Yeah. So it was fun. It was sort of a just an experience. He showed some videos and pictures about, you know, walking through the mangrove forests diving underwater, and then taught a lot about the ecology of, of that. And that was really cool. It was kind of like being able to go on this tour, but instead of in real life, of course, it was just online. And there's a ton of stuff like that, you know, that, that you can do. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of those virtual hikes during COVID mm. through the Conqueror Challenge, which was a lot of fun. I don't know. We've talked about this before. You register for it. And then using their app, you track how far you walk or run 
however you want to do it. I just did walking. But then you can log in and it will put you virtually where you are on this route. So for example, I did the uh, Mount Everest base camp to summit hike. And so you get on there and it shows you using Street View where you are or uh, Mount Fuji hike or the um, I did the St. Francis trail in Italy, which is really cool because then you log in and it shows you on Street View where you are walking through the Italian countryside. Those are really cool. And you can also do a lot. You can do a lot of things like they have one like uh, the walk to Mordor. But no, they're really cool. Well, what can we learn from this, James? For me, a big thing is just to not let my own brain get in the way of fun things. I'll self-sabotage in a very light use of that. But, you know, it's things as simple as like, oh, that sounds really fun, but I'm nervous. You know, that kind of thing. And so you don't do it. For me, mine not only was like, oh, I really like doing these sort of imaginative things again, but as well as the worst that could have happened was I didn't like it. I could have just left. But if I was just having an awful time and everyone was like, a jerk, I just dip, just click, gone, done. And so I think for this, and maybe if you are a person who is very nervous about getting out in the real world, try some of these. Sort of wet your beak. So I would I would take away, and just because they're virtual doesn't mean they're not experiences. Absolutely not. They are real experiences. You played a real game and I took a tour. Yeah, you took a tour. It doesn't matter that you weren't there because I know for me, I discounted those kind of things for a long time. I wish I had gotten into them sooner in COVID because mm-hmm. there's a long time that I was just stuck at home doing nothing. You know, for me, it's I discount them because it's like, oh, well, if I'm not seeing it with my own eyes, if I'm not like physically there, then what's the point? But I don't feel that way anymore. Because I've done some, without knowing it, virtual tours and things like that. Not necessarily through the same thing, but like some government websites and some historical places will have like a 3D tour. Those are great. And it's the same thing. Honestly, even our GeoGisser that we play, yes. which if you guys want to watch James and me play GeoGisser and games like that, you can head on over to our second YouTube channel, youtube.com at AttemptAdventure. We play a lot of those. Is Carmen Sandiego up? No, there was a problem with the recording and uh... the game audio didn't record. We did something wrong. And so it's you and me just responding to what they said. And so Ugh. we're just like, huh, yeah, right. It's just like, you know, it's just like it, it didn't Dang turn it. out very good. I, w- oh, we need well. to redo it next time I'm home. God, that game. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, we played Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Too much. Yes. We played like probably six hours. We were really stumped by one of the puzzles. And this is a children's game. This is a children's game. But turns out when you get two grown men give them a bunch of beer and tell them to solve children's puzzles. We're not so good at it. We weren't in the best mindset. No. And by the end of it, we were both like aggravated at Carmen San Diego. Not so much at Carmen San Diego as with uh, Jules and what's his name? Jules and what's his name? The guy who's just like, Oh, we're going to Thailand. I hope they got cheeseburgers. Shut up. <laughs> Stop yeah, talking. Aggravated. And, and just the snarkiness from the characters. And I wasn't sure if we were a separate person or just observing. And so on the recording, it didn't work because they were saying all these ridiculous things. And we were just like, huh, that's not how it works. And we would just be silent. Well, that's that's some time of my life that's I'm never going to get back. <laughs> but James, we virtually traveled the entire world. We virtually traveled like we could jet from Mexico to Thailand we had to meet that man standing in the sugarcane field. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Some weird Cuban guy that was just there. He just like popped out and he was just like, hey, I got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> mm, what? So for those, okay, if anyone has a game recommendation, sure. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? We will record it again someday oh, and we'll do it properly. I will need more substances. 
<laughs> just to have fun doing that again. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, but we did play a lot of GeoGisser and Zoomtastic and things like that. So there are some other things that we did that you guys can see. And one that I've been really into recently is called CityGisser, which we played a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It is where you follow it like a city walk, you know, where people will film themselves walking through some city. And so you don't have control over the view like you do in GeoGisser, but you have to try to guess what city you're in, where you are. And it's a lot of fun as well. I kind yeah. of liked it because you're not constantly just click, 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 click. So that's kind of a virtual tour in its own sense. Yeah. So I think just be open to it. Be open to experiencing things in different ways. And if you're more interested in the imaginative experiences, do that. I'll definitely do some of these again. Or next time I will do a real adventure, I think. I don't want to fall back on this too much. <laughs> right. For our don't see, but I don't want to say like if you have the option, do a real one because it's this. For you and me, James, for the purpose of this podcast. For the purpose of the podcast, if we just do the things where we sit in front of our computer, our 10 listeners would be gone. Even Nettie would leave. Oh no, no, we can't lose Nettie. <laughs> <laughs> Nettie's been with us since the beginning. Love you, Nettie. If he's still listening, I don't know. <laughs> Nettie, if you're listening, write us in. We'd love to hear back from you. How's Cornwall? Now I'm going to be really sad if we don't get an email from oh, Nettie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but anyway, I hope we made sense in our ramblings. I hope so. If anyone has done some kind of virtual experience that was really interesting, we'd love to hear about it, too. You can send us listener mail. Hello at attemptadventure.com. This one is our favorite segment, Adventures in the News. Today, it is my turn. Let me pull it up. The title of this is No Ifs, Ands, or Buts. I want you to guess what it's about. I imagine it's about butts. Is it about, like, seats on an airplane? Um, No. So this one, I read the article, and the article actually gets pretty serious, but this title was great. I'm not going to go into, like, the full article, because then it gets sad. Protesters drop pants to protest climate change at Massachusetts Mm -hmm. State House. Yeah, that's not exactly where I thought it was going. Climate change protesters dropped their pants at the Massachusetts State House during a debate on a proposed tax relief package to bring attention to what they say is a need for swifter action against the use of fossil fuels. Hmm. Great cause. I fail to see the correlation. I'm going to click through the article again and see if I missed something. Mm. At 1 p.m., protesters stood, turned their backs to the Senate chamber, and lowered their pants to reveal letters that spelled out, Stop Passing Gas. Okay, Stop Passing Gas made it that's much better good. for me because if it, if they were just mooning them i was like yeah that's just like okay no i i take it back i don't know why i didn't catch that the first time this is great my uh childish mind likes that <laughs> you know what everyone always used to say it's like well when you're older you won't no nah, it's all still funny it is still funny i want to get on a little tangent go ahead so you know how when we were growing up there were very select few quote-unquote fun things that adults could think were fun Basically, if you were a man, you got really into World War II and golf, and that was it. That was your fun. Or like model airplanes. And if you were a woman, jazzercise? I don't know. I'm not a woman. <laughs> Welcome to the 90s. You're right. Welcome to the 90s and to the early 2000s. But And people always said like, oh, well, when you're older, you won't want to like do those things. You won't play video games anymore. You won't do it. It's like, no, I'm still doing all those things. They're great. Yeah. And you know what else is still funny? Fart jokes are still funny. But anyway... All righty. Well, you got anything else today? I do want to say that to get political, climate change is from an adventure perspective. It does affect things. Very much. As funny as that headline is, it is a real issue 
and not just from an adventure perspective, just from a human perspective. I feel like saying this to our audience is probably unnecessary. If we want to have these amazing places in the world to go hiking and camping and traveling to, we got to take care of them. I'm glad you brought that up. We should all do our part. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to subscribe. And consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice. Five stars are feeling generous. You can find more Attempt Adventure content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Attempt Adventure. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. We couldn't make this content without you. Until next time, whether you are in person or virtually, keep adventuring.